It's a trap! Hello and welcome to Radio TCX, your weekly source for X-Wing news and strategy. I'm Tim Dugan, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, John McDermott. Hey, everybody. It's a great day to talk about X-Wing. And we've got some exciting news this week. We finally have some announcements for another wave of X-Wing expansions. I Well, I guess it's a wave. Is this a wave at this point? Would two releases be a wave, John? I think so. I mean, they're multi-ship packs, so I would call it a wave. Right, it's kind of like the equivalent amount of ships we get in a wave, so I guess that works out. Uh, we do have, yeah, a new, a new expansion pack for the Resistance coming, the BTA NR2 Y-Wing expansion. And more exciting, I think, at least for me and John, we're getting a new First Order expansion pack. Yeah, so we finally have the official confirmation of the Fury of the First Order box. Um, I think it was during AMG's inaugural stream, they dropped an image of a ship that was not actually talked about. And now we've got it, so it's official. And they just said nothing? Yep, no one acknowledged <laughs> it, but uh, here it is, in the flesh. And that's a that's a three-ship expansion, so that's very exciting. Yeah, so today we're just going to look at those, give our first impressions of what we know about them. Uh, AM- AMG's kind of re- piecemealing the information out, but we know a little bit about them, and I'm actually I'm pretty hyped for both of these. Yeah, so let's jump right in and talk about them. All right, so I think the first expansion we should look at, um, because it's maybe a little bit simpler, at least what we know about it so far, is the uh, BTA NA2 Y-Wing expansion. And there's a lot to talk about this expansion beyond the ships it comes with. Because there's some interesting things that, that, that are different um, in, in the way they're presenting ships now. Yeah, so I think this is the first box that is solely two of the same ship, which I think is super interesting, and I like it for a couple reasons. Uh, we were talking about it kind of earlier via text. Um, what's really nice for Resistance players with this box is now they can buy in and have multiple of a ship and not have to go out of faction to get the models. Yeah, so that is a that is a very nice factor here. Um, I think they're also, as an entry point to the game, one of my first thoughts about this was, as an entry point to the game, now it's really easy for Resistance players you could purchase the Heralds of Hope expansion and get two T-70s plus an RZ-2 A-Wing, and then you could purchase this ship to get a couple Y-Wings, and then you're basically set to go. You're going to have a 200-point squad worth of ships just with those two expansions. Yeah, and this one, I mean, it's basically the same thing as buying two Y-Wings. Uh, it looks like the price put on it right now is thirty nine ninety five. so, you know, after tax, maybe marginally cheaper than buying two Y-Wings separately, but... You know, we don't know how many cards are going to come in it. I would imagine it's probably a good amount, and you'll probably get a couple extra generics since there are two ships in here. Um, but they did give us a couple cards out of the box right away. Yeah, just to give us kind of a vibe, at least one pilot card too, which is nice so we can know kind of the overall layout of this ship, unless it varies a bunch from pilot to pilot. Uh, the one they did spoil, though, was the New Republic Patrol, the I-3 generic so we get to learn a lot about this ship. Um, the basic stat line looks pretty straightforward. Two attack dice in the forward arc, one agility, four hull, and three shields. So a little less sturdy than the Y-Wings we've seen in other factions by default. I like that thematically. It fits in a little bit with kind of the take what's left over kind of mantra of the Resistance. You know, they've got some new tech, but, you know, I think in the Rise of Skywalker, there were a couple Y-Wings that looked... A little beat up so it makes yep. sense that they're you know one health 
less than the other ones and their action bar also reflects that i think so they've got the white focus action but then a red lock red barrel roll and red boost action which is pretty interesting yeah, so in a way, a little bit sleeker for a Y-Wing, so they still kind of maintain that slow kind of plotting mechanic, except they can push themselves to boost, which is really interesting. Um, and I think a red boost is one of the more interesting actions you can put on an action bar, because obviously white boost, amazing, good all the time. Um, when you have to put that stress token out for the boost, like it really makes you think about whether or not you want to do it. But it also, like sometimes a boost clears you out of multiple shots, and that could change your game. And we know the ship comes with a mod slot because of another card they spoiled that we'll talk about in a couple minutes, but that does mean you could put engine upgrade on the sky to give it a white boost. Yeah, so that you've got some options there. So interesting stat line. Um, it also comes with a built-in ship ability called Intuitive Interface, which reads, after you perform an action added to your action bar by a talent, illicit, or modification upgrade, you may perform a calculate action. So there you go. If you take engine upgrade and turn your boost into a white boost, you'd be able to calculate after it. That's pretty great. Also interesting that it has illicit on there too. Yes. Um, and this ability does um, you know, work with a couple other upgrades too. You've got expert handling to make that barrel roll white. You could put targeting computer on it to make the target lock white. You know, There are ways basically to give yourself a linked white action here, which I think is pretty interesting. Right, and then suddenly the constraint of all the red actions suddenly kind of becomes a benefit where they can not only be white, but also you can get a little extra mods, whereas a normal ship just taking its action would not get that. But, I mean, a Y-Wing getting a target lock and a Calculate seems like it's pretty well set up for Ordnance. Now, we did get another card spoiled for this ship, um, which is a dual config mod slot card, which I think is pretty interesting. Um, and then here on the card, we see that standardized keyword again. So if you take this config mod which is called wartime loadout on your y-wing all of your y-wings have to take it right and this ability gives you two extra shields and also grants you a white uh, target lock and a white reload action and it reads gain one torpedo slot and gain one missile slot replace your ship ability with the following devastating barrage while you perform a torpedo or missile attack if the defender is in your bullseye your crit results cannot be canceled by evade results yeah put marksmanship on this guy then boom well, I wonder too, like, do you think this will be the only loadout? It's becoming more and more common that we see multiple configs come on ships. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if there's going to be a couple different loadout variants that kind of play off of that red target lock thing or the red action thing. Yeah. So you've got this one that's, you know, the config mod slot. You know, the sequel factions tend to have that tech slot as well. So maybe there's another one that's a config tech slot. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe it does some different kind of shenanigans, but. I would expect to see at least probably one other type of config, um, but I'm going to suspect this is probably going to be kind of spendy because it gives you two white actions and a double shield upgrade. Right. Suddenly takes the hit point threshold above the old school Y-Wing, which is interesting. They're probably going to drop the information on its like loadout bar tomorrow before we post this, um, which would be funny. But either way, it makes me wonder if the default ship will even have um built in like torpedo and missile slots or is this the only route to get those you think i'm not sure um i think it would be incredibly potent to have a y-wing with like two torpedo slots a missile slot and two extra shields that seems pretty good like um, really loaded out yeah sounds expensive too granted i don't think the resistance currently has a lot of options for munitions right you could probably put a cannon on the t70 and i think that's 
and then missiles on the RZ2, that's probably about it, right? Well, right. The weapon's hard point on the T70, you could get a uh, you could get a that's missile true. Or a torpedo right too. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, that's not like the. I mean, yeah, you'll throw a torpedo on there, but that's not the most common way. I feel like they're loaded out because they're already so expensive. Right. Um, this guy's really interesting though, and I think just as an entry point to get into the resistance, um, a faction that doesn't have a ton of ships, it has a decent amount at this point, but I think this is going to help fill out some of the missing gaps it has in kind of its ship type selection. Now, as exciting as that pack is for some of the resistance players, Tim, I think we need to get to the one that you and I are most excited about. Right, the one we'll spend most of our time talking about. This is, of course, the Fury of the First Order expansion, which, com- which comes with three ships, two of them which are completely new ships to the game. You get one of the, oh man, what is it called? The TIE WI Whispered Modified Interceptor. And then you get two of the TIE SE Bomber. So finally, we're getting a TIE Bomber in this faction as well. And this is cool because it's the first three-ship box for the First Order. Uh, I think at this point they were the only faction that didn't have one. Uh, so now that they get to join that club. Yeah, not only, uh, you know, again, a great introduction here. If you're getting into this faction, you don't you just need this expansion and maybe one or two other small expansions. You basically have all you need for a full squad list. Um, really cool to get a bomber finally here. And this thing looks pretty sick. We got some more details that dropped uh, when we're recording today on Monday. Yeah, so I really like this. We were just talking about this, Tim. Uh, they gave us the dial, which they used to do, you know, kind of back in the preview article days. But they also gave us the upgrade bar for the bomber, which I thought was just a really nice touch. Um, really cool to see because now you actually have an idea of how you could potentially load this thing out before it even comes out. Right. I feel like so many times when we get uh, preview articles, like we'd get that information and we'd have to be like zooming in on graphics to see what's on the dial or like extrapolate what the dial might be just based on one maneuver. I feel like I did that a fair bit back in the day where I'd be like, oh, it has a white too hard. That means it probably has X, Y, and Z. (laughs) Uh, uh, But they put it in this nice nifty graphic for us. And for, I mean, if this thing's a bomber, this thing has an amazingly strong dial. This is not what I would have expected. Yeah, not a ton of blue, uh, which is not to be unexpected with a bomber. You know, the one, two, and three straights are blue, but it's got a ton of maneuvers, man. It's got like all the ones, all the twos, and all the threes. And then it's got a four white straight as well. Yeah, so this thing, just by the dial, is wicked fast. I mean, like having three hard turns and a four white straight, like that's spectacular. But you also have a ship ability, which makes it go even faster. Uh, the ship ability for the TIE Bomber Pursuit Thrusters during the system phase, you may perform a boost action. And what's important about this ship ability, and I guess also similarly about the New Republic Patrol ability, is because this ability doesn't specify what color the action is, by default, it is white. So this thing does have the red boost on its action bar, but it can do a white boost in the systems phase. Right, so in this kind of reminiscent almost of adaptive ailerons, though the timing obviously happens earlier, not before you activate, but at the start of the system phase. But still really good for, you know, setting up bomb drops or, you know, just going quicker. I mean, suddenly you have a much more diverse selection of maneuvers where you can preemptively boost, change the angle of your ship, and then blast forward with one of those four straights. Like, that gives you a lot of flexibility in your maneuvering. And I just like the flexibility to be able to boost and then bomb or bomb and then boost. You know, if you need to make some space or get a better angle, you can do that. And I think that's just really cool and opens up some really interesting design space. 
obviously some big constraints there though you want to be careful about those red maneuvers or the red actions where you're gonna you know probably have to go straight to clear that stress though having i think having the three straight helps a lot because you're not going to be in exactly the same spot you ended up um this ship though um pretty good stat line forward firing arc of two two agility dice four hull and two shields so comparable number of hit points to the classic TIE Bomber. Obviously, some of those are in shields, though, so it's a little more, a little less vulnerable to crits. It's got a white focus and white target lock action, along with a white barrel roll linked into a red target lock, that red boost we had mentioned. And then also, very interestingly, a white reload linked into a red evade. So the only way you can get to the evade is if you use the reload action. Maybe it's too early because we haven't seen it on the table, um, and maybe it's a hot take, but I think this thing has the contender to be like one of the best ordnance ships, just based on what we've seen of its dial, its action bar, its upgrade bar, and its stat line. I mean, so, I, and I think you're right. I think just the fact that it's so fast makes it uh, a really a much better bomber, just because it's way less predictable. Um, get into position much more quickly. The thing I think will be interesting is, obviously you could say this about every ship, is like, what is the point cost going to be? I just get the feeling with how good its dial is. It's got, I mean, it's, it's action bar. It's got talent. It's got tech, torpedo, missile, gunner, device, and a modification slot. Like, I feel like this thing's going to be fairly expensive. Probably. And it is important to note, too, you can see on that image underneath the icons for the upgrade bar it does say these are the slots for the first order cadet which is the initiative three card pilot card that they spoiled for us so it's entirely possible that some of the named pilots or you know even the other generics have different upgrade bars which isn't uncommon for some ships we've seen that before um, but this specific one is just for that i3 pilot they released Right, so we might see some variations. I mean, we and we started to see stuff like that happen over on the Separatist side with uh, some of the droid ships where they'd have kind of wildly different loadout options depending on which pilot you took. Um, I think it's pretty pretty safe to say that most of the ships are going to at least have access to some sort of missile or torpedo and probably a device. Like, that's got to be the case. Otherwise, it's hard to call it a bomber if not every ship can take a bomb. Yeah, I'll be interested to see if uh, this pack comes with any first order specific gunners. Um, I think the only one that's out right now is the Special Forces gunner, which you can only put on the TIE SF anyway. Um, of course, there's some really good generic gunners, but I'd be interested to see what they come up with for a first order gunner. I will say um, we also got a, an upgrade card that's not just for the TIE SE bomber. Um, it's going to help TIEs in general, potentially, or at least TIE bombers in general. Um, we've got the Feedback Ping. So this is a talent upgrade that's available for TIEs with the reload action. And it reads, after an enemy ship executes a maneuver, if it is at range 0 to 1 of a friendly device, you may acquire a lock on that ship, ignoring range restrictions. I really like this because it's you know just specifies tie with the reload um tim would you put this on a punisher Ooh, that's kind of tempting i think i like it feels like one of those upgrades that's designed it comes with this ship but it's kind of seems like it's meant for other ones that need some help mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean i would definitely do that too throw a ship out there or at least get you know get a bomber out there quick drop the bomb and then suddenly the bomber's running up behind or the punisher's running up behind can get the target locks they need for ordnance that seems pretty cool. Oh, uh, what was that? Uh, was it an upgrade or an illicit or something at the end of first edition where you could just like pre-drop all of your mines on the table? Do you remember that one? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a card where you could just like 
pre-drop mines all over the board. Like, what if they were bringing that back, and then you just like also had that in this pack? So you just <laughs> drop all your mines on the board, and then like turn oh, one, you yeah. just like get a lock on something. People listening are gonna are yelling into their in their cars right now, telling us, "I remember that one, man. That was weird. Um, that would be kind of funny though. That Definitely a more gimmicky mechanic, but." pretty hilarious um we do know about the pilot grudge who has a really cool ability um as if we needed to make thermal detonator stronger grudge is an i2 tie se bomber pilot with the ability while a friendly bomb or mine at range zero to two detonates each time attack dice are rolled to resolve its effect you may reroll up to one of those dice so this is interesting because obviously like if you get caught in the range of your own bomb you can reroll. Um, there are not many abilities that let you re-roll one of your opponent's die. Yes, and that, super interesting. And that's like kind of baked in here. You know, maybe not super obvious at your first or second read through, but you can re-roll your opponent's die when they roll for a bomb, which I think is super cool. So according to X-Wing Tournament's rules, you're allowed to touch your opponent's dice. <laughs> Only in your mouth, though. That's interesting. Um, no, obviously a really powerful ability here, though, um, which, I mean, bombs are pretty huge right now. Um, they are not very expensive. So it would almost be kind of sad if we see a price hike to this shortly after or shortly before um, this bomber expansion releases. Because I feel like we're at a point in the game where the bombs do need to go up a little bit in cost. They're just too effective and too cheap. And obviously that's a d different discussion entirely, but maybe that's just an effect of like the chassis that they're going on are also just super good. Mm -hmm. um, that, but that's fair enough. But can yep. you imagine a thermal detonator that's this much more reliable? Where you oh, get to yeah. it if it doesn't super work, super good. You know, if you can, <laughs> like, if you can fit like four or five of these guys with just thermal debts, like cool. Seems, seems good, solid. Um, yeah. So, uh, pretty excited for this ship having a really fast bomber. Um, excited to also see this just piece just come to the first order, filling in a gap they kind of they kind of have. So that's going to be awesome. Though that's not the only thing we get for the first order. Obviously, this expansion also comes with the TIE Whisper Interceptor. So this is definitely the ship I'm more excited for. I think not only because it just looks super cool, um, this thing just seems like it's all over the board. So uh, they did spoil the Initiative 4 709th Legion Ace. Um pretty interesting stat line here so it's got a three die bullseye a two die turret which can go either to the front or back arc um, which is reflected in its strip ability it's got two greens three hull and two shields yeah so i mean it says interceptor i'm curious to see if this functions more like an elite fighter um because that's a pretty i mean that's a pretty bulky stat line i mean bordering on what we see with the uh tie silencer um, and we also have a really strong action bar here. You have a white focus linked into a white rotate, a white evade, a white target lock, and then we have a white barrel roll linked into a uh, rotate and a white boost linked into a rotate. So it does have a true interceptor action bar. That's for certain. The action bar to me is very reminiscent of the TIE SF, which had basically every action white linked into a white rotate. Um, so that's kind of nice, I guess. Um, of course, that ship ability, the heavy weapon turret, you can rotate your turret indicator either to your front or rear. You must treat the front arc requirement of your equipped missile upgrade as the turret indicator. So I guess that means this guy is going to have a missile upgrade slot. Right, and obviously this is the same ability, um, exactly the same as we see on the TIE-SF. 
Um, so more repeating of ship abilities here. Obviously, it's a great ability, though. I do also think it's kind of interesting to see the balance come in where you have the three attack dice primary, but only in the bullseye, and then you have a two dice weapon with the mobile. Um, that's an interesting way to balance the ship where it's not quite as effective, uh, obviously, as having three attack dice in that mobile arc, so it's kind of a, an in-between point. And it also gives you a way to shoot forward even when your arc is in the back, which is cool. Yeah, I'm super excited for this ship. Um, I'm definitely going to be putting this one on the table. Um, if you get a chance, go over to Atomic Mass Games' Facebook page or their website and take a look at the pictures for these ships because you know the, the Y-Wings are Y-Wings, but these First Order ones, uh, these are new sculpts, and they look incredible. Now, John, while we're looking at those pictures, do you really think that they didn't print arc lines onto the base of this ship? So I'd really like to believe it's just an error with the mar- uh with the you know edit here for the release. Um, however, it wouldn't be the first time that a ship was printed without the correct lines. Uh, oh, that's Kof, Kof, true. Epic. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, you know, this is just a mock-up for promotional purposes. I'm. I would really like to believe that they got further into development with the lines. So I mean. Worst case scenario, they can come up with an errata that says you can use a different base, or if you really need to, you can just take the cardboard off, and there are little diagonals on the side of the bullseye arc. You could just draw a white line all the way through. So it's not like it's the end of the world, um, but I I really hope they did include the lines. Part of me thinks that this is just an error with the promotional image because most ships that can take turret indicators also include the turret indicator in the promotional images, and this one does not have it. But, I mean, how funny would it be if it didn't have right. it printed on there? No, I, I would laugh. I that would, would definitely be pretty laugh. funny. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see, though. Hopefully the next uh, bit of information we see about the ship, they can include it with the, with the proper arc lines to settle our fears. Um, this ship is exciting, though. I'm kind of interested by it in that I don't know. The faction definitely needed a bomber, I don't know if it needed an interceptor, though I'm happy to have any more options that I can get. I mean, make FO the interceptor faction. I'm here for that. That's cool. That's right. I mean, that would be that would be a style thing, and then it would kind of compete with the resistance in that kind of like AC style of play. Exactly. Um, but I feel like we already had two ships that kind of, I mean, we had obviously the TIE Silencer, which is an elite fighter with a lot of interceptor traits. And then we, of course, have the TIE BA interceptor, which is, is definitely an interceptor there with Major Von Reg. So um, kind of curious here. Yeah, I guess uh, we'll have to wait and see. You know, it's been a couple days, and they've kind of been filter-feeding information out a little bit at a time. So I'm sure we're going to see more. I do know there was another image of these ships spoiled. Um, I think I maybe saw it on Flybetter's page. Um, but it did include cardboard for an Initiative 5 pilot for the bomber, an initiative two generic for the bomber, and then also a new initiative five for Kylo Ren in the TIE Whisper, which makes sense because we did see that in The Rise of Skywalker. Right, yeah, obviously he was the one flying the ship in that movie. So, um, man, that movie feels like it came out forever ago. It wasn't that long ago. Year and a half. Wow. Yeah, I know. All right, there you have it. Our quick look overview on these new ships coming out. Obviously, there'll be a lot more details coming in the near future. 
Um, this week, we Carson was still recovering from his long weekend playing at the uh, Lone Star Open. So next week, we'll be doing a recap of that event. Looking at where the metagame stands, we've got some interesting information from that event, though I wouldn't say anything particularly surprising. We can talk about what's big in the metagame next week with Carson. Um, in the meantime, though, let us know what you, what do you think about these new ships on first glance. Maybe we'll get some new information tomorrow that'll invalidate most of John and I's conversation today. But I guess that's unknowable. We record on Monday, so we're kind of stuck with that. Yeah, keep an eye on the social medias. Uh, Atomic Mass Games does a really good job of putting stuff out on their Facebook page. So if you haven't liked them yet, you definitely should. Um, not even just X-Wing stuff. A lot of their content they share constantly on that page. Um, and they did share that the release date for these packs is going to be September 24th. So if you're excited, uh, go and pre-order them. Also, if you really like that they shared the dial with the uh, upgrade bar, let them know on the Facebook page. Like, Tell them that, oh, we'd love to see this. That will encourage them to do it in the future. Yeah, we're still early in the transition between Fantasy Flight and AMG, so the more feedback correction the more positive feedback they get the more <laughs> things the community will see um you know kind of in their favor so let them know radio tcx fans only give positive uh constructive feedback that's right thank you all so much for listening to this episode of radio tcx if you like the show please go onto facebook.com slash radio tcx and like our facebook page please consider going on iTunes and leaving the show a five-star review saying what you liked and why you think other people should listen. And if you want to support the show directly, please go on to patreon.com slash radio TCX and become a patron of the show today. Again, folks, thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next week. <laughs>